Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover. I don't know why I'm clapping right there. I don't know, but let's clap. I do that. I do that all the time. Like when I get excited or I, I start something, like, I clap. Kids do that, right? They're like, hey. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times I'll kind of rub my hands. Maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. Why? Why we do our weird our weird idiosyncrasies. <laughs> well, but but sometimes our weird idiosyncrasies. There's things that we don't realize behind why we're doing it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, that's that's one that I kind of had an epiphany on later. So just as a teaser for everybody out there, you got to keep listening, right? Because maybe we're going to talk about that in a future episode. We'll add that to our list. Cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, that is not what we're talking about today. No, 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 no. What we're talking about is so let me give you the scenario. And then I have a question. So I had a, uh, a coaching client. Let me change enough details that I'm being hypocrite. The, the guilty, um, the guilty shall remain anonymous. Right. right. Uh, no guilt. Well, huh. Um, I have a client who left a position and they gave notice and before they gave notice, they downloaded a bunch of things off their work computer so that they could reference them for their future position. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not with any intent of I'm going to take this stuff or I'm going to change the logo and use it in my new company. He did happen to go to the competitor. So as he gave his notice, his boss said, oh, I'm so excited for you. Where are you going? When it was expressed where he was going, the boss kind of freaked out and said, you're going to our competitor. I'm not real happy about that. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, make sure you don't take anything off the computer. You can get in big trouble for that. Mm -hmm. My client flies into a panic and realizes they've basically just stolen intellectual property and they're going to scan the computer and realize they took this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So he calls me in a panic. He's literally in tears because he thinks he's going to jail or he's going to get sued or da, 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 da. We brainstorm it. I said, look, my advice would be go to your boss right now and say, hey, I did this thing. I did not have nefarious intent, but you know, I just need to be proactive and say, hey, this is you know, something I did. What do you need me to do with this? I'm so sorry. I feel so stupid. In the meantime, he was talking to an attorney. I talked to a friend of mine who's an attorney and got all this info, got a, you know, got a name of this attorney that could help him and done it. we went we went like full-blown type a let's get it done let's get it done research 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 he goes into the boss says what happened the boss says i'm so glad you told me thank you so much i think everything's going to be fine <laughs> so my client had like 72 hours of not sleeping not eating panic tears because he thought he was going to get thrown in jail or you know sued or intellectual property theft whatever my friend went and talked to all these attorneys and, you know, we were, we thought we were being proactive in handling this situation. Right. But now he simply went to the boss, the boss said, that's fine. Were we being too reactive or were we being proactive? And I was thinking about that this morning because we all kind of went into this, like, get it done kind of mode mm -hmm. kind of for nothing. But had we not done that and it didn't go so well, then we'd be behind the ball trying to figure out what to do. So it's like, I literally had this conversation this morning of, were we all being reactive or were we being proactive in talking to attorneys and me finding a friend and you know, all this kind of stuff? So what's your thought on that, Jason? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, my first thought was, was, you know, as you're going through that, this is this is one of those things, too, where it's the 
you know, the past, present, the future kind of yep. thing too. Right. So, <clears throat> so yes, the reality is, and, and I know more nerdy stuff behind the scenes on this kind of thing when I dealt with incorpor incorporations. So yes, the, the, the organization could scan his computer. Yep. They could, they could determine exactly what happened. Now, if he, if he it was in a very highly sensitive position, their IT group might have that as like standard business procedure. Right. Reality is probably not, right? So the reality the reality is his organization probably wouldn't proactively, right, scan his computer when he when he left. Okay. Right, but um but obviously, right? having the boss, his boss, tell him, make sure you don't take anything with you. He started reacting uh -huh. the minute that that happened. Now, why, why, was, why was he reacting now instead of being proactive? <clears throat> because he was concerned about future events, had fear and was afraid about future yep. events that may or may not happen. And so, like you said, he went into this tailspin for 72 hours, right? You, your friend, the attorneys, everybody else starts getting wrapped around the axle, worried about all of this stuff, right? That that I would consider to be reactive, uh -huh. right? Because his emotion went in the wrong place. Now, making the decision and the choice to go and tell the boss, that is proactive, yep. right? So that, that decision to have that conversation, I would say is proactive. Yep. Um, and, you know, did he need to have it? Well, again, I mean, people can argue back and forth about it, you know, under strict, strict rules. Okay. And so I'm not saying even ethics, I'm saying the rules, yep. which rules are not ethics, but they are under some ethical philosophies, which is crazy shit. But anyway, the rules would say that he should say something about it. He should confess. He should, you know, do all that okay. stuff. Great. Right. So, so if that made him, if he felt like he was obligated to do that just from his own personal integrity, yeah, that's being proactive. Yep. Right. And, and that's, and that's great on him. Um, but like I said, the reality is those are the rules, but nobody usually enforces them. And it reminded me of early in my career. Um, I worked at Arthur Anderson. We had some issues with Enron. The firm ended up going down. We got told the same thing, right? Do not take anything with you because again, as a firm, we were, we were concerned about potential litigation, other things sure. like that that could happen. And, you know, the firms that we were being sold to didn't want us to, you know, for them to have any liability. And so I was a very good boy, right? I, I left everything behind. Now, I will tell you that happened 25 years ago or however long it was. There are still a few things that I wish I had. Mm. I would pay thousands of dollars now for certain materials that we had and not because again not because i'm i would use them nefariously but as a reference point because as my memory has faded yep right there's certain things that it's like oh if i could just look at those 
couple of graphics again, right? That I I wish I had taken it with me. And again, it wasn't my in, but see back then I was more of a rule follower. Yep. You know, instead of now, I would have said, look, I'm not going, I'm not taking that to hurt the firm. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to use it at the new firm. But for me personally, my personal growth and development and the intention that I would have behind it, I would have no problem doing that now. Right. Yep. But, but there are people, you know, and the reason why those rules are in place is because people will take client lists and steal them sure. and steal formulas and other stuff like that. And I totally get that. And if that's your intention and it's to harm, you know, your former employer or benefit yourself financially, then I would say that's that's probably the wrong intention. But, you know, like you said, your your client didn't have any nefarious uh, thing about it, but it shows what happens so much of the time as we react mm -hmm. being worried about what could happen and it's like oh shit right and so for, i'm going to jail yeah for 72 hours right he was not in a good headspace mm -hmm. that he could have avoided had he not done it right i mean again if 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 people came back to him later right he, he could have always said oh well okay that's what the boss said well i guess if they scan my computer i'll explain what happened and it was you know again the evidence would all be there the times would all be there look i did it way before i didn't realize you told me here yep. mea culpa i'm sorry here's all the stuff i'm not going to use it um that he could have chosen to do that as well right which to me looks worse it can you know, it, it, it might look go, worse if yeah. months go by and they catch you and go hey did you take that stuff and you go oh yeah that looks so much worse than hey look i took the stuff i realize in hindsight there's some sensitive information that i probably shouldn't have i i realize that i i'm going to the competitor this looks terrible here's my delete it do whatever you need to do with it so okay so proactive going to the boss absolutely mm -hmm. talking to an attorney proactive because he wanted advice on what to do, right? What are yeah. my, what yeah. is my, so proactive in that way. But can you be proactive in a reactive way? Can you jump the gun and step too forward? You know, suddenly, you know, you hire, you've retained an attorney and you've got a team and you don't even know that anything's going to happen yet. Where does proactive turn into reactive? Well, I, th I think to me, it's, it's, uh, it's that time frame difference. Hmm. Okay. Right. So the minute that you jump from the present moment and are making choices based on the future that is not yet, okay. I would think that you start reacting to your fears of the future as mm -hmm. opposed to proactively making choices about what is in the present moment. But what if you don't, I mean, we don't know what the future is going to be, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, we have to, On uh, we're just, before we get on the air, we we're talking about my, uh, my little mouse pad that is mm -hmm. an, in, you know, so this, this right here, right? Call health insurance, right? Uh, oh, geez, California. I got to do that too. Yeah, yeah. Right? That, that was my too. exact reaction. God. This was, this was on four different pieces <laughs> of paper as I, because I'm like, I don't want to fucking call them. It's going to take forever. It's going to be a nightmare. It's always a pain in the ass. And so yesterday I looked at my list and I went, 
That's all that's left. You just have to pick a plan. Set aside an hour. How long? You know, I build it up in my head. Mm -hmm. It was going to be this nightmare, right? So this very, I'm on hold, maybe 10 minutes. I'm also on chat thinking who's going to get to me first, being proactive. Mm -hmm. But answers, I said, hey, I just need to pick a different plan. Okay, what's your number? Okay, great. All right, oh, you want to do the this? Okay, let me just let you listen to our, you know, disclaimer, da, 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 Okay, all right, well, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. And I was five, like- Five minutes, you were done. Boom. <laughs> five minutes, we were done. So I, some, what is it? Plan for the, plan for the worst, expect the best kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So where does our planning for, oh my God, this could be a nightmare. I better pack a lunch. Where does the planning get to a point where it's too much? We'll see, and I think that's where it's it's um, because I deal with this in risk management, right? With with organizations as sure. well, and I think you know I joke that <clears throat> most people do risk don't do risk management; they do either risk mitigation or uh, risk reaction. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so there's nothing wrong with having things in place for future, future uh, not necessarily inevitabilities, but insurance, your health insurance is one of those, right? Absolutely. So you don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, I have been healthy forever. Um, I would personally, I would not have health insurance because what we have to pay for the premiums versus, I know you you got the sticker shock like I did too, right? It's like, that's yep. I'm paying more in insurance than a, a low income family makes for the whole fucking year. Yep. Something is wrong with our healthcare system. Yep. Right? And it's shitty coverage. I mean, my, and it's my very shitty coverage, is, very oh, shitty coverage, very horrible. shitty yeah. coverage. It's almost not worth having. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I look at that and I, and I say, well, but for my wife, right? She's, she is concerned about, or, or, and rightfully so, if there's some major thing that happens, we get in a car wreck or, you know, some major thing happens, it, it can literally bankrupt people. Absolutely. I mean, you can have half a million dollars in healthcare costs very quickly. Yep. So I get that. I understand that. Right. But, but what's the intent and your feelings behind doing it as well, right? Is, yeah if if you're making smart choices just so in case things might happen you're okay right but you're not placing a bunch of oh my gosh i'm gonna get cancer if i don't have insurance and oh uh -huh. right then to me i think you're still kind of reacting and purchasing the insurance out of fear yep instead of being proactive in it right yep. and so so again it, it's especially recently, I mean, your intent is the thing that is so important and the basis behind yep. being virtuous, like the Greeks talked about living a virtuous life. In fact, virtue ethics comes from from them in the modern world. Yep. Um, that that it's it's really so much of it is is kind of based on that. And what your intention even is. So even if we rewind to your to your client, you know, mm -hmm. again, where, well, it, again, if his intention is not nefarious, but then they find out and they question him afterwards, it seems worse, right? Because yep. the reality is all of our actions are judged, usually unfairly by other people who don't have all of the information 
yep. and who usually misinterpret our intention. Absolutely. So if, again, if we're concerned about what others think or what others say, and therefore we choose to do something to try to avoid those things, yep. I would argue that we're still being reactive, even though we think we're being proactive because it's the, right, it's that reaction to what we think might come in the future that causes us to do something today. Right. Well, I'm going to give the flip side of that. So proactive, you know, could be, all right, I'm going to talk to my boss to um, ask for a raise. Okay. If he says no, what am I going to say? If he says yes, how am I going to react? If he says maybe, what am I going to say? That, that planning ahead for things, we have to do that, right? That's being yeah. proactive. But then on the flip side of that, you have, you know, crazy lady here who's mm -hmm. completely losing her mind with anxiety. Love these cards, the interactive cards. And I, you know, I have clients who plan, but in a very like almost neurotic way. And mm -hmm. I give the example of, look, I have a fire extinguisher upstairs, right? Eric and I live in a loft where there is one way out. The windows are too small. It's probably a violation of some code, frankly. You know, we can't get out of the, our upstairs. So if there would be a fire down here, we're trapped up in a loft, sure death, okay? So I thought about that one day. I'm like, and I kind of, I'm like, wow, you know, like we can't get out of here if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. So I got a fire extinguisher that lives upstairs. I got us two fire blankets that we could wrap around ourselves and fire gloves. Mm -hmm. So if God forbid something would ever happen that we're upstairs asleep, this place catches on fire and we're trapped up there, we can go down with the fire extinguisher, wear the gloves, wrap the blanket, get out of the house. Mm -hmm. Proactive. Proactive. And then I was done thinking about it. Well, and see, that's a, that's the a beautiful thing, right? Is yep, because... I planned it. Hang on, I planned it executed it and then I was done. I don't check it every day. I don't worry about it. I don't think about it. And I think that's the difference between the proactive and this lady who is, you know, up every night going, okay, if it catches on fire, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. You know, there's planning for the future. You have the spare tire, but you don't check it every day. You know, that's where it becomes that reactive place and that fear projecting into a future that's unknown versus being proactive and planning for something that might or may not happen. Well, and it's, it's in, in doing those little things along the way help you to be able to ease your mind. Yeah. Right. Because, because again, it's, it's having, having health insurance, having the fire extinguisher and the blanket. It's, you've proactively made a choice of saying, hey, you know what, this scenario could happen. I'm not going to will it. I'm not going to yeah. worry about it, but I'm going to do what I can today in case that happens. Yep. But I'm going to prepare myself and then I'm not going to think about it anymore. Yep. Right. Because because the problem is and, and this is where so many people get stuck is they they keep obsessing about yep. these things in the future that will probably never happen. Right. And so, again, at that point, you can either say, fuck it completely. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not getting the fire extinguisher. I'm not going to worry if fire happens. Take me. It's my time. Right. There's some people wow. that, say, that well, there's <laughs> some people know, like, that, oh. that are on that that are on that extreme. It took right? a dark turn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and there's other people who, like you, you know, okay, take the <clears throat> precautions that seem prudent. If it happens, we're going to be fine. Yeah, we're going to be fine because we've taken some precautions. But I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. Right. 
And then there's other people who even take the precautions, but then they keep obsessing about it. Yeah. You know, did I turn off the, did I turn off the gas? Oh my gosh. What Right. And they just keep going and going and going and going and going and going. Right. And those people are constantly, again, living in that fear of the future. And so they're continually reacting. You know, maybe it's almost like a proactive, a proactive choice or decision. You kind of make it and then you just let it go too. Right. I mean, it's like, and then when the next thing presents itself in the present moment, you're going to make another proactive choice, but you're not, you're not going to mind fuck yourself, you know, for 72 hours for something that's probably not going to be an issue. And Hey, I know I do that. I, I do this myself, right? I do this myself. I've had lots of those 72 hour or one or two week periods where something comes up and I'm like, ah, you know, brains, ah, brains. Well, and this is why we have, uh, you know, fire drills in school. Mm-hmm. And this is why we know where our, our little boats are on the cruise ships so that we don't have a little Titanic incident. This is where, why we plan this stuff out. And I started to realize it's like, you know, in school we had fire drills like all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, as I was thinking about it, I realized, yeah, it's not only just to inform everybody, this is where you line up. This is where you go. This is where we're meeting. It's also, if you drill it at a time where there's not an actual emergency, you're going to be, you know, sort of conditioned to respond in a way that's not, as opposed to if you've never done one before and a fire alarm goes off and you're a frantic mess, you know, it helps condition us to respond in a calm way. Cause that's what we've always done. Yeah, it does. And there's actually been a lot of research done on that in kind of business continuity disaster mm. stuff. And that's exactly right. When, because you've been conditioned, right, subconsciously in those kind of situations, your consciousness shuts off usually. Yeah. And you right. go back, you go back to your subconscious. But what happens is because of that conditioning, people just know what to do. They just like, they just do it. Right. I mean, if you've ever been on, on an airplane or any other place like that, that where there's been some sort of a, uh, an issue, right? People know what to do. And I, I use, I use the airplane example because, you know, people are usually horses butts, you know, on, on the airplane, people are rude, you know, they're, they're pushing and shoving and doing a lot of stuff too. But whenever incidents like that have happened, m- almost everyone remains calm yep. and they just, you know, they follow the instructions of the flight attendants. They just do what needs to be done. And that's why when, you know, airline incidents happen, typically everybody or most people are saved every, I mean, there's not, you know, it's, it's, we do it all right. And again, it's because, you know, we've, we've taken some proactive measures before, we know what to do in case it happens, but we're not going to worry about it. Every time I got on an airplane, I wasn't thinking about it crashing. Right, of course. But, th- but there are some people that do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and to that point, it's interesting. So we also have a very different personality, right? And in the case of catastrophe, there are so many people who are going to go passive in that. They're going to feel helpless. They're not going to know what to do. They're going to shut down. They're going to do the freeze as opposed to fight or flight. And the people who rise to the top as natural leaders, who maybe it is the flight attendant, maybe they've all been knocked unconscious because the poison in the coffee from, you know, whatever it is, but you know, someone's going to rise to the top and be a leader that everybody goes, okay, great. Listen to him. You know, I think about the, oh my God, what is the, it's the movie with the ship that 
turns upside down and they're trying to get off of it. Is it not the Lusitania? Oh, there was, it's an old movie. Um, mm. But there's sort of a battle between two leaders, right? One is like, we need to go this way. And the other one goes, that's stupid. We need to go this way. And you see these like few passengers who are left kind of stuck in this moment of, I don't know who to follow. Like they both seem like they know what they're doing, you know, and they all end up going one way and blah, blah, blah. Um, Sidon Adventure. Sidon? I think it's a Poseidon. No, that can't Poseidon. be right. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's like a movie from the 50s and they're all on this like luxury liner and it crashes and the boat flips upside down. So they're trying to get up to the top, which is the bottom. And I can't remember the name of the movie. Very famous people. Anyway, uh, but they're torn, you know, everybody else kind of shuts down and they're torn between, okay, they're both telling us something and they're in conflict and we don't know what to do. It's a fascinating psychological study of who do you believe, who do you trust, who do you choose? Yeah. Because yeah. most hmm. people aren't going to step up and be leaders. No, very few do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, interesting conversation. All right. Hmm. I'll go find what that movie was because it's going to drive me crazy now. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, proactive versus reactive. Staying present, not fatalizing, planning for the future, but not obsessing over it or fatalizing about it. And you know, this is why we have fire alarms, smoke detectors, health insurance, car insurance. Yep. Pre prenups. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't have one of those. <laughs> that could be a whole nother episode. A whole. Nother <laughs> The prenup episode? Yeah, we can do that. How to get through a marriage? How to get through a marriage? How to get through a divorce? Mm, oh, surviving yeah. divorce. That'd be an interesting one. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that now. So anyway, that was cool. So yeah, think about you know, when you have these reactions. Is there a way you can respond instead? Can you take a pause to be proactive and not reactive? Uh, because we've all done it. You know, like I do this for a living, and I still get reactive. So you know, we're all human. well. Yeah, and it's probably you know some of the things again like that. If you're obsessing about something you're probably reactive, right? And so again, that's that's a time to do a little time out for yourself once once you're aware of that and realize, no, hold it, am I am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Is this really that big of a deal? Have I already done what I what I could do in the event this happens? And if if we do, then just let it go. Right. You've yeah. got your fire extinguisher, you've got your your fire blanket. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. Just when I got audited by the IRS, which I do not recommend, by the way, um, I was freaking out. I mean, I was absolutely this lady for like the six months that we were going through it. And my dad's girlfriend, Carol, I was talking to her and I was kind of freaking out. And she said, Kathy, she said, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. She said, um, so what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like, what's the outcome of this going to be? And I said, I'm probably going to owe some money. She goes, okay. Do you have the money to pay them? And I said, probably not. It depends on how much. And she goes, okay, so if you have it, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to pay them. She goes, okay, if you don't have it, what are you going to do? I said, well, what, I guess they put me on a payment program. She goes, right. And you're done. Mm -hmm. She said, there's no debtor's prison. They're not going <laughs> to haul you into the square and throw fruit at you. They're not going to mock you. They're not going to take your cat. They're not going to, you'll pay them the money. And I, th just that rational, like, oh yeah, like either I pay them or I pay them over time. I don't want to, and it sucks. And I did screw it up. And I was afraid they were going to think I did it on purpose, which I didn't. It was a complete error of my math because theater major, but it was just her rational thought of what's the worst thing. I'm going to give them money. 
that was it. And I realized, oh my God, I'm completely overreacting to this thing. Is it scary? Yes. Was it time consuming? Was it expensive? Absolutely. But I wasn't going to be thrown, thrown in jail. I wasn't going to be executed. I wasn't going to be mocked publicly. I was, you know, I was overreacting. Yeah. Which we've talked about that before in other episodes, right? Yes, we and have. I think a lot of times that's what we end up doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> cool. So everyone examine what you're doing. Are you being proactive or reactive? Take that pause. Take the steps you need to do to make your life easier and better, and then let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let let go. it go. Oh, God. <laughs> Singing again. We have to go. All right. Uh, we have to go. <laughs> I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out. Have a great week. See you on the next episode of the Fire Nerd Podcast. See you.